Ooh, ah, wham, blam. Episode 77 of the Struggle Play. Pie. Uh, 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 cast. Cast. Was that cool? Or was that a little off? Anyway, back at it again with another Thursday episode. Mondays are for Doug. Thursdays are for guests. Let's start the show right now. some oldies that are still kind of new like some brand new old shit let's see if y'all know this podcast any and everywhere on your social media instagram struggle play podcast twitter struggle underscore plate and you can follow me your one and only host doug on instagram and twitter at north side doug now can we take it back in the day back back in the day back back in the back in the back in the day Start a podcast like me? Come on, boy. Look at the energy that I'm bringing to the room. Look at you. You're dancing, ain't you? You're dancing. I know you are. Go on. Go on and dance. 
Y'all know I have a troubled past with Anita, right? Remember when I told y'all about my ex taking my title account? And then all of a sudden I had Anita Baker like number one on my all-time title listening playlist? Yeah, not no more. But it's okay, Anita. I love you. see how I started the show. You see the kind of mood that I'm in for the song that we're about to break down. You see the cover. You see the cover. All right. So you know we're about to get in our feels. If, if you know me and my love for Miss Lauren Hill, still, it runs deep. It runs deep as hell. And y'all know, Monday's off of Doug. Thursday's off of Guest. And today's guest, yo, it really did take me a minute to like find some music podcasters. I know I've been saying this over and over again, but clearly as we were just talking, you know, off mic, I was definitely going through some shit during my first year <laughs> podcasting. Cause people was like, oh, you gotta have guests. Who you gonna have on your show? I'm like, fuck that man. I'm in my feelings and I wanna talk about my shit. And I wanna talk about my life. Now we not in our feelings, sort of, kind of, you know, pandemic fucked all that up, you know, so lately I've been getting back in my feels, but today's guest, um, I was just telling her, she is literally the third guest who has been stressing out over picking a song to break down, because that's what I do whenever I have guests on the show. Now, I just let them tell their business, share all their feelings, let it all out, and She's a fellow podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Jay, Jay was good. What up though? What's going on? Uh oh, what Where up Where did that though? come from? What up though? Wait what a minute, up? I've been, first of all, let me just say. <laughs> what up though? <laughs> I am from Michigan. I hang around people from Detroit. They do say what up though, but I, I also hang around another podcaster, well, virtually named Tam. Tamara, sorry, Tamara from Tamara to the Break of Dime podcast. And she says that all the time. I don't know. It might be the nerves or the alcohol, but I just whoa. said what up though. But hey, y'all, what's up? How's whoa. everybody doing? Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. What, what? You got to relax. I'm, I'm always, look, I'm full of nerves all the time, Jeez. but we'll be okay. Jeez, I got my Bacardi next to me. We'll be good. Trust oh, me. And wait, so you're not from Detroit. So where in Michigan are you from? It's a really small city called uh, Benton Harbor. I have to pronounce it right because <clears throat> if people haven't heard of it, Benton Harbor, Michigan. It's in the lower southwest um, corner of Michigan, right, right off the lake. Um, it's right almost on the border between um, Michigan and Indiana. So I'm like 45, you know, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Like the the college, I'm like mm -hmm. forty. Well, I'm not there now, but the city is like forty five minutes away from South Bend. Um, 
Okay. South, we're uh, we're north of that. So yeah, oh. I'm three and a half hours away from Detroit. So I'm nowhere near Detroit, but I went to college with a lot of Detroit people. Yeah, it's about to say because uh, only people from Detroit say Detroit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't say it any other way. You get beat up. <laughs> you have to say Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. That's what I always called it. Because, um, you know, I'm from Chicago. And, nah, it's Detroit. Uh, you ain't never called it Detroit. <laughs> and uh, I always uh, tell have people. Have you, so have you not heard? Hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying, I always tell people Detroit, not Detroit. So we're closer to Chicago. You you haven't heard of, of Benton Harbor, though? I have. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been to plenty of... Uh, Basically, I got family all up and down Indiana, and I've been to plenty of Notre Dame games, and uh, I've been to basically, yeah, I've been I've been around Michigan uh, quite a bit, a few times. Okay. So, so yeah, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna act like I just stopped there. You know what I'm saying? Ate a meal. And, well, you uh, have to drive through it to get yeah. to wherever you need to go. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've. I've passed through the area but <laughs> i can't i can't just act like you know i just kicked it with the homies and, and whatnot Half the time. there's no homies there it's <laughs> it's so small there's no homies it's all good <laughs> yeah, you're right you're right and um funny have you ever been to gary indiana uh not too much i know i know where it is but they they're they're about it over there let me tell you something, man. I was just saying this uh, the last episode um, a few weeks ago. I said that because my mom's from Gary, right? And okay. uh, Gary's like 50 minutes outside of Chicago. Yeah, like an hour and some change. And uh, mm-hmm. I always say, I know the Freddie Gibbs Gary, Indiana. I don't know the Jackson mm. 5 Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know the, I don't know the Jackson Five, Gary. I know it's just a sidebar because, uh, you know, whenever I see uh, Freddie Gibbs, he looks like one of my cousins uh, from Gary. He might be my cousin. Who knows? Oh, yeah. who knows? At Never know. Point. Yeah, but <laughs> sidebar. All right, I see what type of show we gonna have. We just uh, Tangent City. Uh-oh. I love it. So before we start before we start before we get into the shits mm. and the bullshit and the shenanigans you know Uh-oh, first of okay. all let's just uh introduce yourself tell the world about your show and your you know your deep love for chloe and holly don't do that don't do that we just had a conversation about that <laughs> <And> holly and what <laughs> your podcast See, now you're about. playing around okay so <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Jay. I uh, host a podcast called Jay's Quick Three. Um, Pretty much with my podcast, I just take three random topics, no matter what they are. I talk, like, it can be news, it can be pop culture, it can be music, it can be personal stories, anything. Take those things, uh, talk about them, three things, and I try to get out of you. I don't, I don't try to stay in too long. I try to make it as quick as I can. That's why it's called Jay's Quick Three. And uh, yeah, that's it. And I just invite people to listen, to uh, let me know what you think. If you want to have a conversation about it, we can do that. I'm open to emails and, you know, tweets or whatever it is, as long as it's not too disrespectful. But other than that, um, 
have a conversation about it. But yeah, I just like to get my thoughts out. I'm a super random person. So um, that's what my podcast is. Um, and then I, I also do love Chloe and Hallie. <laughs> Hallie like Halle Berry. If you can say <laughs> Halle Berry, you can say Halle Bailey. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> if we, so where can they um, find you so that oh. they control you? Oh, don't do that. But um, cause I'm I'm an ex I'm I'm a reformed troll because I'm I'm about that business. I used to be. I'm I'm born again a Twitter person. But um you can find me at uh you can find everything at um Jay's Quick Three Pod dot com. So J S Quick the number three pod P O D dot com. Everything is there. So my shows are all there, um, my features are all there, and then um, it's also links to um, streaming services there. So Apple, Google, Spotify, um, iHeart, Amazon Music. You know, I'm I'm all over the place besides Pandora. <laughs> God, <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> I ain't heard of Pandora in like five years. Like who listens to Pandora? But I'm, I'm not giving any hate, but yeah. I'm just no, saying. no, no, no. Talk your shit. Because I was just talking shit about somebody uh, from Pandora. Because um, I don't know if you know, but uh, I work for the man, a.k.a. the news um, over here. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I do. I feel like I work for the man half the time. <laughs> but uh and I work closely with the anchors, like very close. And, you know, we do the mornings. It's a morning show. So it gets a little fun and lighthearted. And so we asked all the anchors when the Spotify wrapped up year end playlist came out. We was just like, mm -hmm. y'all put your put your thing on, you know, show us your list and we mm -hmm. can put it on TV. One of them was just like, I don't listen to music. I just used a free trial from Pandora. And I was like, you're canceled for the rest of 2020. <laughs> They still have free trials for for Pandora. That's the thing. I do know. You know how I know it's a thing because my daddy uses it. That's why. Oh, <laughs> wow! And my dad, as old school he as he is, he at least uses iTunes. So I don't know what's nah, going man, on. My there. dad did like literally when Pandora <laughs> came out. My dad thought it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, and he ain't never <laughs> let it go. So that's the only reason why I know that Pandora still exists. Because whenever I go back home, he was like, hey, you want to listen to the uh, Run DMC channel? And I'm like, damn. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, so, oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. All right. So now let's get into the shits. You ready for the shenanigans? I, I, I don't have a choice. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So I already sent you like three questions. but. We're not even gonna get into that yet. That's the that's yeah. just to get your mind, you know, set in stone. And you know, but, I was struggling with those too. But oh, yeah. I was about to say, yo, we got we got stress city over here, man. Gee. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jay. That's what I that's what I do. <laughs> Good lord. All right. So the first question I gotta ask you is this: since we're podcasters, and mm -hmm. um, most podcasters start off by listening to other podcasts. Mm -hmm. Fun fact about me, um, I was on a podcast when I was 16 years old. And oh. when they- Okay, wait, mm -hmm. you're, you're young though. I'm 29, right? yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> why you say, why you sound so depressed? I'm 29. No, I'm just saying that, 
at 16, we didn't have podcasts when I was 16, but go ahead. Yeah, I was, but here's the <laughs> thing though. Here's the thing. Okay. Podcasting has been around for a very fucking long time. It yes. ain't, it really hasn't gotten popping till like, you know, when we got into 2010s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, that had to have been about 07 or some shit. And it literally came out around the same time that it came out during a time when Facebook was just for college uh, students. Okay. So that, so, you know, however old you were back then, that's how, mm-hmm. and I remember I was like a part of some little youth group or some shit. Like I was that little, uh, I was like, if you could describe my childhood, I was definitely the kid um, that you would see in the little, uh, documentaries about after school programs that's trying to make some shit work you know (laughs) just really passionate about every fucking thing you know we gotta stop the violence and shit and (laughs) (laughs) like that type of stuff you know because uh by the time I was in high school or by the time I graduated from uh high school is when they started calling Chicago Chirac but I remember when they was killing a hundred niggas a weekend and I was just out there and I was a part of this group and this lady uh, put me on and she had all of us on a podcast and we was like, what is this? She's like, it's like radio. And I was like, mm-hmm. but it ain't radio. You know, like you got a tape recorder in front of you. What's, what's going on, my guy? And mm-hmm. from there, I fell in love with podcasts. And okay. um, I've always been listening to radio, uh, recording shit uh, off of my cassette tape. And I used to listen to um hot 97 um all the way in chicago <laughs> oh yeah that's how see i was listening to 107.5 see you see 107.5 was my nighttime show you know oh, at okay. nights we we got it cracking you know okay, for, okay. For, for wgci okay, and right. my favorite podcast of all time so it happened to be juan epstein's podcast i loved it it was the, one of the first times where i actually heard uh, where we actually heard Jay-Z do some real in-depth interviews. So let me ask you, what is your favorite podcast of all time? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, anxiety levels. Right? <laughs> it just shot right on up right there. Uh, <laughs> man, okay. Okay, let me think about this. Now, I will say I'm new to listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, let me see maybe 2017 okay. is when I first started listening to um, okay. podcasts because I was listening to I guess they were podcasts on YouTube because mm-hmm. I didn't I thought I mean I, this I, it might sound crazy I thought podcasts were only for like people that had apples and iTunes because of the whole pod what was, those, what was those things? iPods and stuff. So mm-hmm. I thought that was just something special to them. And that may be how it started. But um, so I was like, I don't, I had never heard of I, um, podcast. And then when I did, I was like, well, um, I don't have iTunes. So there's no reason for me to like look into that. So I would look, I would listen to things on YouTube. Um, but man, my favorite. Oh man, I don't like you, man. What? What's, what's, what's going on? These are, these are very simple questions. They yeah. are, but I can't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be. Well, look, I'm going to do this. Oh, Lord. Because. Caveat. 
<laughs> because we just went through the Spotify um, wrap up, right? Mm -hmm. And since I just got into to, to um, podcasts, I would say honestly, it's a probably a tie between my favorite. Mm -hmm. So it would be um, ther therapy for Black Girls podcast, which oh. just started I think last year, but it's super dope. It is good. Um, and I love Dr. Joy. I love like the topics they cover. Um, if you can get yeah. Dr. Joy for me, yo, I've been hitting her up nonstop. Have Dr. you? Joy. Like, I was just going to DM her because I had questions about some stuff that I was oh. going to see if she had. I've talked to her online, like on her. She does three for Thursdays on IG mm -hmm. uh, live. And like, she's answered a couple of my questions, but love her, love her um, show. And um, because it was my number one podcast um, on Spotify, it would it's uh, the Lit Life podcast. Hey! Um, my homie, Autumn to Aries. Hey! Um, it's lit. Is, it's lit. It's super, like, the, the it's super dope. And I, I would probably say that is one of my, like, if not my favorite, is, like, up there just because um, that's what hit everything off. Like, I started listening to her podcast, and that's how I discovered Kyle. That's how I discovered Chris's podcast um, that's how I discovered um Audrey's podcast um it was a lot of people that I discovered just her being guest on her show or she's being guest on their shows um there was another podcast called what the 40 um that I don't think she's doing it anymore that that probably would have been my number one um because once I heard her on autumn show I really like binged her whole every every episode she had um but um, yeah, so I would say that because it just sounds like I'm listening to my friends talk. And that's what I like. I love about it. She's she's funny. She's relatable. Um, it's current. She tells her story, but not not in a preachy way. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I have oh. to give it to between therapy for black girls and, and autumn. But you know, I, I have so many that I love, but if you're making me choose it's between those two, you guys, she loves you. <laughs> I love my girls. You guys, course. I mean, girls, ladies, she loves y'all. And you too, uh, Kyle. You cool. <laughs> Kyle, that's my, that's my dude. I love Kyle. He's dope. Wait. So where in the world are you recording from right now? Where are you based out right now? I am right outside of Austin, Texas. Oh. Yep. Wow. Been in Texas since uh, 2002, officially. The stars at night are Don't big do that. and I'm still, bright. I'm still, I'm still in Michigan. Oh, okay. I'm still in Michigan all day. <laughs> I'm never going to be a Texan. I'm sorry, Texans, but I'm never going to, I'm never going to do that. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yo, that's Texas, Texas, man. That is. That's the Texas I try to stay away from. That is Texas, Texas. I've never been to uh, the Austin area. I've only been to, uh, you know, Dallas and H-Town. I used like, to live in Houston. I used to live in Houston uh, for about 11 years. I love Houston. That's like my second home. Yeah, Houston's but, dope. I love Houston so much. You know, Acre Homes, what up, though? I mean... Oh, Acre Home. That's where you were? No, nah, I, I got friends... Um, Wow, okay. Houston. Acre, Acre Homes, Homes. Okay. Southwest Side, 1619. Yeah, the South, South Side, the South Side. They, okay. Yeah. Okay. Come on, Mo City, what up? Mo right. City. Okay, you know look, what you're talking about. Look at you. Look, man, in case you didn't know, I went to an HBCU called Grammy State University. All right. Oh, do you, do you know I went to an HBCU? 
Uh uh-uh, uh, where'd you go? I went to PVAMU. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. Bro, the fuck? We're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can calm down on your show. Wait. <laughs> you can calm that down. Wait, what's the name? What's the name <laughs> of that rapper? Hold on. No. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on, I'm trying to think of the rappers that went there because I met, I, I met, oh, I've met Kirko uh, Bangs before. Because mm-hmm. um, I used to watch our little ciphers, you know what I'm saying? That shit was hot, you know, the little PV ciphers, you know. PV had that was after me. Oh, I'm a little older than that, but it's, it's okay. They oh. had ciphers. Yeah, they had like uh, that they would put on YouTube. It'd be like from. 11 to like 13. It'd be like PV Cypher 11. Really? PV Cypher 12. Yeah, just go ahead. I YouTube need to look on. up that. I know who Kirk Cobain is. Yeah, he yeah, was I, on the I, first I, one. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, sprinkle some sugar on the booger, pull the trigger. Bangs don't rat, I attack Mr. Shredder. Catch him when it's winter cold, get your chin chiller. I'm a cannibal, cannibal. I sample you for dinner, got a hamper full of time next to Anthony and Penny because I ball around the clock and I handle every second, got a whole lot of I'm a robot with a little I am legend. If I kick it like checking, can you picture what I'm sketching when I whip the instrumental like a beat? Make it pass and here's a pencil in a scantron. I heard you wanna test me. I ain't a Pokemon, but your girl wanna catch me. And I drop a dime real fast, Mike Griffin. Spitting that crack, probably got the mic switching. You slower than financial aid. I'm colder than Santa Slade. Give me the chair, I'm here to stay. The bucks is near, that's Tampa Bay. Yo, the first, the very first Grambling game that I went to. I'm sorry, y'all. We doing HBCU talk, okay? Y'all just chill for a minute, all right? Chill, all right? Excuse me if you just ha- so happen to have two black people who went to college and have a degree, all right? Chill, right? Chill, all right? Y'all can better relish something. in this greatness right now. The very first Grambling game that I went to was the Cotton Bowl. Yep, Cotton Bowl. I've been. A few times. I went and, a few times. And I almost cried at the Cotton Bowl because um, one, we lost. Uh, that shit was heartbreaking. Okay. And um, two, the band, uh, Prairie View brought out Marvin Sapp to do the uh, halftime show. Listen, the marching storm is nothing to be played with. I'm just saying. It, it ain't world fame, though. You know, you can be a storm, you can be a wave, you can be a pool, <laughs> but the shit ain't world famous. You know, but we, I get, I get it. We're yeah. not world famous. I mean, like if Beyonce was wearing your colors. Okay, let's move on. What else is? What else you want to talk about? I mean, and she from? Is she from Texas, right? Let's let's. What else? What what was? Is she from Texas? Your, what was next on your docket? Okay, all right. Uh, it's okay. I love y'all. I love I love DJ <laughs> Premier. You know, he's my favorite producer. Um. He's in my top five producers of all time. Okay. And, and you know, he's from out there in a little country ass place. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I get it. I, I can't talk. So let me ask you this then. What is the, what is the best part about attending an HBCU? It is, honestly, it is the, the total atmosphere. Because nothing, I mean, I, again, I can't compare it to anything because I haven't been to another institution, like another school before, but it is just, we're a family, no matter what, like there's nothing 
different. I mean, there's nothing like Play seeing Girls, like <laughs> there's nothing like seeing like Greeks on a yard mm-hmm. and calling it the yard and an actual yard. band. Right, the band is like the some of the most popular people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just dope. It's just like you know you bond with your people that you. I, I was a business major, so we. Our, our little, our building, we called it, um, it was a college of business mm-hmm. way on the other side of campus by ourselves, but like people that went to the COB, which college of business, mm-hmm. we bonded. Oh. And um, I made some of the, the best, I don't even call them friends anymore. They're, they're my family that I met there at college um, at PV. Um, most of them from Michigan. Cause I, I joined what the up, organization. Though? What up though? I joined a, an organization called the Michigan Club, which was a um, hometown organization on, the, on our campus. Um, coming from Michigan, going to Texas is a huge culture shock, you know? Mm-hmm. So having people that play your music, dress like you, talk like you, it helps you like get acclimated to being in the South. And of course I had my South friends, my, my roommates and things like that. So um, it's just a dope thing. You see, so many people that look like you that are there for a higher education. You know, you get told a lot about how we are not smart. We're not educated. We won't be anything. Mm. Um, We're about drugs and alcohol and welfare and stuff like that. So to be a part of something like that is, and and also the history. Mm. Like my school was started in 18, 1876. Oh shit! Here she go. Come on now. No, don't let me don't let me break out the history books. You know, and and this is in the South, and I'm sure with your school the same as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we were built. This school was built on slave grounds, Talk like it. plantations. Yo, and actually, the road in front of our school is called Plantation road or plantation Mm. whatever it was Mm -hmm. and there's still some buildings up there they're like historical markers of old plantations and it's just to see that i got an education from a place where my ancestors pretty much built that land made that land and they died um for us to have a better life and for me to go to school um in a place where that history is there that that means a lot all right, so this is definitely going to be a good long episode because we got some shit Uh-oh. to talk about. I like okay. this. I, I like this. No, this is good, man. Because um, what do you call it? Uh, Grambling. Well, the majority of these schools um are started. You are built on slave land. You know what I'm saying? Where it was just mm-hmm. a small little house, you know, and then like a handful of free slaves, you know, and uh, yep. a, a lot of people don't know is a lot of these HBCUs are named after these either union generals or confederate generals, you know, or some white, you know, plantation owner. That's literally the name Grambling is like a white man. They used to scare the shit out of me. I I didn't know that. I was like, what? Fuck that. You know, we, (laughs) are you serious right now? We the blackest school in this, you know, but it's very interesting. I never knew that. I need to look up what people, PV is named after. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like I want to say it's a few other schools that are just basically named after these white men who started these schools who uh, gave black folks this, you know, piece of land, you know. Um, 
Graham was in 1901 when it happened. And my, uh, basically everybody on my mom's side of the family went to HBCUs. So my mom went to Hampton. Okay. My aunt went to Howard and my grandparents went to Bethune. You, you know, so we just spread it out. You know, mom's was just like, I would love for you to go to Hampton, you know, but I don't know about your work ethic. So let's just, oh. do, so let's just, so let's just do HBCUs. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. So as long as it's an HBCU, we, we're good. We're good over here. And uh, yeah. I remember uh, watching, I applied to a shit ton of HBCUs. Um, one school in Texas, uh, in Austin that I got accepted on site, uh, Houston Tillerson, I think that's the name of it. Houston Tillerson, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Texas Southern got me in. I didn't really care about Prairie View, honestly. I'm sorry. I just was just like, you know, Prairies. To like... be honest, I didn't care about PV either. I, I didn't even... The only reason I went to PV is because I wanted to get out of Michigan. I wanted to go to Georgia to go to school. Mm. And one of my counselors went to PV and she was telling me about the history and how, you know, mm. it's a historically black college and university mm. and how dope it is. And so when my mom pretty much was like, okay, you're 18, I'm not going to let you just go by yourself where you don't have any family. Mm. So you can either stay at home or you can go to Texas. And so mm. I had got into like three or four schools in Georgia. Cause that's where I really wanted to go. Um, and I applied to PV because of my counselor. And then I got into there. So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to PV. Mm. And that's when I discovered like, you know, cause Benton Harbor is, is a black city. It so is. it wasn't like I was, had never been to like, I, this was a culture shock as far as seeing people that look like me around me and stuff like that. So I wasn't, that's why I wasn't that intrigued about going to an HBCU. Cause I'm like, I went to, I'm, I went to an all black high school, so it's not like mm. that's anything to me. But yeah, when I went there and I realized like just so much history that I just didn't know about mm. there, that's what made the difference. Mm. But yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, yeah. go ahead, talk your shit, Queen. Trust me. The way that I uh, chose Graham was um, King of the Hill used to be my favorite show of all time. And um, like Hank, King of yes, the Hill? Yes, like Hank. Okay. Hill. Okay. And uh, I used to just love that shit. I don't know why. Like, I guess there was a time where The Simpsons was like falling off. And so I just picked up on King of the Hill and I was like, yo, I want to ride, you know, in a pickup. You know, I, want, I want that as a car, you know, because that's okay. what men do. Men drive big pickup trucks. You know, it's very misogynistic shit going on <laughs> in my mind. I was like, I don't know about boots because I like wear a size 17. I was like, I don't know, you know, oh. this, this shit might, you know, stub my toe. And uh, I said, so we going to school in Texas. And uh, Hank, uh, no, was it Hank? He didn't go there. But basically UT Austin, um, okay, University of Texas. And I was like, I can do that. Vince Young, that's my guy. I want to yep. be like him when I grow up. And when I was applying, I was probably doing like five damn essays uh, for the application. And I was like, this shit is trash. You know, <laughs> I just remember saying that. This shit is trash. And uh, it's no way in hell that I'm going to get in. And then my mom was like, what I tell you about applying to these white schools? 
And Uh-oh. I was like, all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I applied to Texas Southern. Um, and I got in there. And I got into Graham and Southern. And I was like, Texas is cool, but... So I watched the Bayou Classic, which I missed so bad this year. I was going to go, but... Um, yeah, Bayou some, Classic. Some other thing Prairie View doesn't have, but uh, anyway. Wow. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why are we doing this? My bad, my bad, my bad. My this bad. is my first time on the show. You can't my, you can't. My bad, my bad, my bad. It, it's it's worse with Southern people, okay? Okay, so the, okay. Just, just know it's all love. And all right. I literally say whoever wins the game, whoever wins the Bayou Classic, that's the school I'm going to because it literally came that I, I couldn't decide and Graham won and they like won the, you know, national championship, another accolade, you know, winning. Uh, is, I'm sorry. I just have to say this. I had literally have a cotton bowl shirt from Grambling versus Southern that, that shows the record. And it literally says at Grambling, uh, winning is a tradition, you know, but uh, yeah, man, I chose Graham. Okay. It was, it was great. Southern folks are different, you know, if you're talking to a dude uh, who wore nothing but baggy clothes, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, all throughout high school, freshman year, and I stayed in the Cali Hall, so all those niggas' jeans was tight, so it was very different for me, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was very different, like, not only did people talk funny, but, you know, the people that I was living with, you know, wore super tight jeans at the time, and it was- You came from Chicago to go to- to Grambling, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yep. I yep. went there, got my degree in mass communication. You know what I'm saying? Did my thing. Did my fuck dizzle. Uh, graduations was the best part of my HBCU experience. Because I always went, and I always wanted to know how to celebrate. So when okay. I got on stage, I literally got. They called my name got the diploma and I was just like yo I took my finals about a week ago and I did this <laughs> money dance and you be on some hot nigga like I took this I see when I shot niggas like you seen them twirling right there on the Stop stage it. dead ass dead ass provost pulled me right off the stage because yeah. you know they you know, I was gonna say they they really be trying to shut that down like yeah, they don't they don't like that I know I know they they, they tried and uh, I almost got like my ass whooped by the, uh, the girls that I sat next to because um I had baby powder and I threw a powder like LeBron James oh, and so you know you were all doing that, a lot oh I was doing the most you feel me <laughs> and all those wings they was like could you not could you not? Right. <laughs> Could you Powdering, not? Powdering everybody's wigs and stuff? Yo, wigs, weaves, all right? It was white stuff on top. Like, if you look oh, at my graduation man. picture, my, my black at my cap and gown was just drenched in powder. So uh, <laughs> that was my HBCU experience, okay. to okay. the least. Right. So let me ask you this, then, since we're into music now, since this is a music podcast, if you could rap one verse right now to save your life, what would it be? See. Come on, the first I, thing that comes to your mind, man. This Come is where on. I had the issue because I can't, it, it's not the first thing that comes to my mind because everything comes to my mind. Yeah. Uh, but if, if, okay, if, if I have to, if I'm true to myself, there's two people. Mm-hmm 
that's just there. Mm-hmm. It's left eye because I was a member of TLC. Oh. And there's the Fugees. Um, L Boogie, mm-hmm. which is why I have my name J Boogie. And so if I had to rap <laughs> a line, are you laughing? What's funny? <laughs> okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you the story. After uh-huh. This. Uh-huh. But um, it would probably be, and because I'm on the mic, I, I don't know, I might fumble some words. Do you want me to actually rap these? Yes, rap please. something? Please and thank you. Okay, I'm not a rapper. Uh-huh. But if I had to pick something, it would probably be um, from the Fugees. Lauren Hill's part is on a song called Manifest Outro. It's under the score album came out in 96. So you probably, it's, I'm not going to give my age, but I'm in that era. Okay. And it kind of, it goes a little something like this. I'm not about to perform for you. Come on, man. I'm not going to do that. Talk your shit, man. Come on, man. Because I'm probably going to fumble words. But she says, you see, I loved hard once, but the love was in return. I mm. found out the man I died for, he wasn't even concerned. In time and turn, he tried to burn me like a perm, though my eyes saw the deception my heart wouldn't let me learn from. Um, some dumb woman was I. And every time he'd lie, he would cry and inside I'd die. My heart must have died a thousand deaths, compared myself to Tony Braxton, thought I'd never catch my breath, nothing left. He stole the heart beating from my chest. I tried to call the cops, but the type of thief you can't arrest, pain suppressed, believed a cardiac arrest, diamonds deserve diamonds, but he convinced me I was worth less when my people would protest. I told them mind their business because my shit was complex, more than just the sex. I was blessed but couldn't feel it like when I was caressed. I spent nights clutching my breast, overwhelmed on God's test. I was God's blessed. I was God's best, contemplating life with a Gillette, but no man is ever worth the paradise manifest. Ooh. I got through it. Give me a flex bomb, nigga, damn. I loved hard once, but the love wasn't returned. I found out the man I died for, he wasn't even concerned. And time had turned, he tried to burn me like a perm. Though my eyes saw the deception, my heart wouldn't let me learn from. Um, some dumb woman was I. And every time he lied, he would cry, and inside I'd die. My heart must have died a thousand deaths. Compared myself to Tony Braxton, thought I'd never catch my breath. Nothing left, he stole a heart beating from my chest. I tried to call the cops, that type of thief they can't arrest. Pain suppressed, will lead to cardiac arrest. Diamonds deserve diamonds, but he convinced me I was worth less. When my people would protest I told them mind their business Cause my shit was complex More than just a sex I was blessed but couldn't feel it Like when I was caressed I'd spend nights clutching my breasts Overwhelmed by God's test I was God's best Contemplating death with a Gillette No man is ever worth the paradise manifest I stumbled but I got through it It's alright, you made it, you finished You got through the finish line Yeah so how do you define your yeah. blackness? Um, I don't, I don't know if I really can. I'm blackness is me. Ooh. Like it's Jay Boogie. Only, My bad. Right. Go I can ahead. only be me. <laughs> I, I was born this way. Like it's nothing. I can't, it's not people associated with the type of music you listen to, the type of neighborhood you grew up in, the type of clothes you wear, the kind of music you listen to. But anybody can listen to any, any of that. Anybody can grow up anywhere. But it is the culture I was raised in. It's mm. the person that I am. Mm. 
I can't be anything else. So mm. my blackness is me. You hear that, Take you culture vultures? It. You hear that shit? Mm. You, hear right. that, you hear that, you hype beast motherfuckers? Mm. You hear that? This go what she said goes out to all the ones that be going to complex crime but don't know how to read a magazine. Come on, man. man look. You can't just join in, you have to be born in. Mm. Boom. Yo, we got gunshots all up in there tonight. Yeah. <laughs> 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 bow, bow, bow. You gotta be born <laughs> into this shit. Huh? <laughs> huh? But um final mm. question. What is your okay. life's purpose? another another one um i don't i can't i don't know really i mean only thing i can think of is that anyone that i come in contact with that i'm building any kind of relationship with whether it's like a work relationship friendship or romantic relate whatever it is you know or mm -hmm. if i'm i'm helping someone or whatever i just want to be the positive light for someone and if that leads to like inspiration, motivation, then I feel like I've done my job. Like, I feel like I'm put, I was put here to help somebody or a group of people. I just don't know who those people are yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So I feel like I have a lot of knowledge of things. I've come from, you know, the place that I've come from that I grew up in, um, the things that I've experienced. I just feel like I have a lot of knowledge of things that can be helpful to someone. And it, especially the youth, especially youth that comes from the inner city, like where I came from. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to, you know, be something to them that they know that they don't have to settle for what people tell you. The people said to us that we wouldn't graduate high school or we would only get pregnant and never go to college and we would never be anything. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. I want to be that person that lets them know that I came from a very small town that was mainly black and that they took funding away from and they didn't care about our education and they wrote us off. And I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not, I'm not rich and famous or anything, but I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And I worked hard to get where I am. And if, if they don't listen to those people that think that way about us, um, they can get that too. You just have to work at it. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Very, uh, you're very I didn't mean to go like Negro no. College Fund on, on everybody. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> oh, man. I was about to say, yo. <laughs> I was, I was, oh, mine I was, is a terrible thing to waste. Yo, straight <laughs> up. Like, man, I was, I'm feeling like I'm about to, uh, <laughs> I'm about to just get over here and just belt one out, you know? I'm like, after that, in my mind, while you were saying all that shit, I was literally, uh, just imagining, uh, uh -huh. hearing, um, Lauren Hill's a Zion in the background. So why are you just saying all that stuff? And I'm like, now yeah. the joy. That's a good one. Of my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You did that. Yep. I mean, I'm with I did you on that. that one. But uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, or we could just it say. It was dope too. <laughs> 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 
was mad though. Thank you very much. Or I could just be like, but deep in my heart, uh oh, the answer. The answer. I'm not gonna sing. It was. It wasn't me. And I made up my mind. And I made. <laughs> In case you didn't know, with all the shenanigans, with all the shit, the song that Jay decided to break down comes from the critically acclaimed Lauren Hill album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. This is the first start of our vinyl series where every time a song is broken down, from a vinyl record that I own and I own this album. And when I asked Jay to pick a song, she was stressing, she was worried. I was worried, cause she was worried, you know, like <laughs> majority of the time when I ask people, you know, pick a song, they just give it to me like that, you know. But uh, I noticing with the women, it, you know, not trying to be gender bias or what that, but you know, they like, well, wait, it's gotta, it's this. And the song that she chose, <sighs> I've only broken down one Lauren Hill song on this podcast, and that was Tell Him. Yeah, I was gonna pick that. Oh, it's a, it's but fine. I heard, I heard you had done that already, so. <sighs> Okay. I had, I picked something up. Oh, oh man, you'd have me crying. Um, <laughs> you'd have me crying if you didn't tell him. And uh, so the song that she chose is "The Miseducation of Lauren Hill." My world it moves so fast today. The past it seems so far away and life squeezes so tight that I can't breathe and every time I've tried to be what someone else thought of me so caught up I was unable to achieve but deep in my heart The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill uh, is an album that I hold near and dear in my heart. It is literally in my top five albums of all time. Not hip hop, not rap, or R&B albums of all time, just top five albums of all time. All right, there was a, a young lady who I was dating and um, she said she had never heard it, of the album. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? It's like, well, you, you're just so into, you know, hip hop and R&B, you know? So I can't know all this stuff. That's not my kind of music. I was like, women of all races, you know, of all walks of life have cried over this album, you know? And, um, yep. Douglas has cried over this album. You know, shh, don't tell nobody, all right? 
<laughs> Please, whatever you do, just don't tell folks. And this song means so much to me. This album means so much to me. Like if I could just do like a side podcast on Lauren Hill's the miseducation Lauren Hill, if I would have a, a season done. I remember breaking this album down when I hadn't in when I did my old podcast, Red Cups, Wine Glasses. And I felt like, I was like, yo, I didn't even touch on all the stuff. I just gave you the A-sides. I didn't even give you the B-sides. So the fact that you gave me a B-side, mm. bravo, bravo, bravo. Listen, my love for Lauren Hill goes deep. Mm. Mm. So why'd you choose the song then? Specifically this song. What does this bring out to you? Mm. Is it, is it, is it this? about somebody from the past? Is it about Listen. you trying to climb up the... The corporate ladder, you know? This song is, so this whole album, like I told you off, like off air or whatever, was kind of like the soundtrack to a very like trying time that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And so this song to me, I found inspiration in. This came out. And I mean, I guess I might tell my age. I was in college when this when this came out. But you and didn't say your age. What's your age? I didn't. I'm just saying it might. I mean, if you know it came out at what year and I was in college, you might be able to. I'm not saying I'm going to give my specific age because I'm not. Oh. But you can probably guesstimate the age range. But One, um, two, three. Don't, we ain't got to do that. Okay, my bad. Go ahead. We're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... I hate, I hate to go to a relationship, but it was dealing with the relationship, dealing with school, dealing with where I wanted my life to go. And this album played throughout a, a long period of time, not just when it came out. So mm -hmm. I was like jamming this, this album for years and years. Um, but this, it kind of just, it's quiet. It's piano. It's not a lot of beats to it. It's no beats to it. It's no. just her and the piano is stripped down and is raw. So you can hear every single word that she's singing. And that's what resonated with me because it kind of felt like she wanted you to be like, to understand kind of how she was feeling maybe when she came to this realization that, um, which is what drew me to it is that you control your own destiny. And that's what something that I, I repeatedly have to remind myself of when I get down in these little slumps and stuff like that, that, you know, you have to understand that the answer really is in you. Mm. You can't find it anywhere else. Nobody can want it for you. Nobody can get it for you. When you're ready, you have to go do it yourself. And you have to have that confidence to know that it's, it's in you to do. It is, it is, and I love, I love a good uh, stripped down song, and mm -hmm. uh, you get that throughout throughout the entire album, and yep. like you said, it you got strings, pianos, and organs, and yet it's so spiritual, you know, it yes. mo it moves your soul to the core it's like it's 
especially when she starts on the chorus, you know, and you just be like, oh my Lord, what are you doing to me? You know, you already set me up with the, you know, with the slow burn, you know, mm -hmm. and she starts off the song, you know, but she just says, my world, it moves so fast today, but the past, it seems so far. Seems so far away. I was just like, oh Lord. Every time I hear this song, it's like, you know what you're gonna feel when you when it's coming and it still knocks you off your feet. Right. <laughs> Even listening to it today, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, how does this song affect me the way it does? And it's how many years old? And I've listened to it how many times now? But it's yeah. man. My world it moves so fast today. The past it seems so far away And life squeezes so tight that I can't breathe And every time I've tried to be What someone else thought of me So caught up I was unable to achieve But deep in my heart question that I have for you is what does this song exactly mean to you? Well, it, it's kind of like what I said. It's, it's, it's a motiv motivational song. Uh -huh. Like it's kind of like me talking to myself, uh. like giving myself a, a pep talk. Like whenever I get into these spaces where and it, it, it happens from time to time where you have to remind yourself just who you are, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And how far you've come and what you've accomplished. And there are times where you just get down where you, you feel like you're not, at least me, I can mm -hmm. just say for me, mm -hmm. where you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be. You're not in the place that you want to be. You're not achieving the things you want to achieve. And then I listen to a song like this and it's just saying, you know, it's just telling you like, if you want it, do it. Mm. Like what's stopping you? Mm. Like you cannot blame your boss. You cannot blame people hiring. You cannot blame this, this company or this bank or whatever it is, whatever it is that it is that you're trying to do. Like you have to put work into it. I mean, I, I'm not trying to bring the, the Bible out, but like faith without works is dead. Like you can't just hope it's going to happen. You have to like, he gave us free will to be able to do something about it. So at mm -hmm. some point you have to dig yourself out of whatever it is that you're in. And like I said, I'm in it a lot. Mm -hmm. so I have to like pick myself up and say, okay, we're done with this pity party. Now, what are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And it's, that's, that's what this song means to me. That's it's 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 a short song, mm -hmm. but she keeps repeating the same thing over and over. So you don't have a choice but to be like, yeah, you're mm -hmm. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, nah. That's um, that's what makes it spiritual because it's a very what she's doing is a very uh, 
common uh, technique that a lot of gospel artists would do. They would just give you that same hook over and over mm-hmm. and over again, you yep. know? And uh, this is so happens to be on the record, but you know, good and well, when she probably performs it, she's probably saying this about for 10 minutes straight, you know, just that hook mm-hmm. alone, you know, just so you could just, it makes the toughest niggas uh, cry. This song is the, you know, it's named after the actual album, you know, and mm. the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And, you know, she's literally just talking about how she had to figure out some things in her life, questions, you know, that she was asking. Because you got to remember where Lauren was at at this time. You know, she broke up with the Fugees. Okay. Right. She, she pregnant, you know, she... Yep trying to figure out her next step and staying true to herself at the same time. Like she dissed Wyclef on the song. She dissed Wyclef all throughout the whole album. Just barred his ass up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, lost one, you know, tell him a look. Like it was just great. And, you know, she recorded the majority of this album in Jamaica in the same studios where Bob Marley recorded a lot. Mm just so she can get away and free herself. Even though she recorded this song that we're talking about right now in New York, but clearly we all need that space. You know, we need time and we ain't got nothing but time in the middle of a pandemic. You know, right. <laughs> we ain't got, we got nothing but time. And to your point, what you were saying about just doing it, you know, and I think that's the best part about this song is while she's talking about all the struggles she's going through. And then when we get to the chorus, she says, but deep in the heart, the answer, it wasn't me. And I made up my mind to define my own destiny. destiny. Like, like yep. it's, it's literally, that's it. Point blank period, beginning, middle and end. Like you mm-hmm. have to, just know that you know the answer. You know, um, one of my good friends uh, who's like, uh, he was, he used to tell me this all the time um, in college at Graham State University, who was a, he was a psych major. Psych majors are always mm-hmm. crazy, right? You know, like mm-hmm. they, they, their minds is insane. And he would say that the majority of the time when people go to therapy or counseling or whatever, they already know the answer for the most part. Mm -hmm. They just need some kind of validation and they just need to vent, you know, because that's what I get whenever she says, the answer was in me, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it takes me (laughs) to a whole other place, the answer, it was in me. Like, that's one of my favorite lyrics in this song. But before I say mine, what's your favorite lyric in the song? I mean, my my favorite lyric would be like the second verse. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I look at my environment and I wonder where the fire went. What happened to everything we used to be? I, I, I look at my environment and wonder where the fire went. What happened to everything we used to be? That like hits me because I just take it and, and make it so it applies to me. Mm-hmm. Like I look at where I am and I wonder what happened to, I used to have so much back then, you know, when I would think about the times where I was down, I used to have so much fire. It used to be some, I, I never had a doubt. When I was in high school and junior high and going into college, I never had a doubt. I always had all this fire. I always knew what I wanted and nobody can stop me all through college. And at some point, something, something deterred that. And when I listened to that, that, that was the thing that really caught me. Like what happened to that fire? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what really grabbed me. Mm. Mine is literally right after uh, Mm -hmm. that part. Uh, where she says, I hear so many cry for help. But this is the line, searching outside of themselves. I hear so many cry for help, searching outside of themselves. Who, Jesus Christ. We're talking about trying to get outside validation um, from people who don't even matter. If we're just going to apply to black people, validation from white people who won't even take the time to mm-hmm. understand your culture, but it's okay. Yep. I protested for Elijah McClain and for George Floyd, so I get it, guys. But right. you get to go right. back into the safety of your own homes. And I see a lot of lost people just trying to look for answers you know asking why 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 instead of just saying i'm thankful for making it today or i know where we're going to go if you just want to get biblical with it you know you got a lot of people asking why god why god why god why god instead you should be saying i know you're going to get me through this you know i'm still going to trust Mm -hmm. and that's the hardest part it's never the easiest one but you know You have to do it because she ends that verse by saying, now I know that his strength is within me. Now I know that his strength is within me. And that's the part where I'm like, Jesus, just take the burden off of it, you know. Right. And you just feel this, the weight of the world just off of, you know, your back, your shoulders and you're just trying to figure out what the hell happened. Cause I feel you when you say that, um, where the fire went, like what happened? I used to be so passionate, you know, mm-hmm. me personally, right. I look at that line that you were saying and be like, and think of a relationship, especially when she says, and wonder where the fire went, what happened to everything we used to be, you know, like what happened? It was all good in the beginning, like always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But what, what what happened? But you know, like that's that was the, you know that's always the case. Everybody's excited, 
in the beginning, mm-hmm. but when real life face. Come on, man. But when real life happens, when real life happens, oh, I just can't. I mean, like, it's just a lot. Like, are you sure? And yeah. I'm sorry, that's my impersonation of the majority of the women in my life. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because I didn't I didn't know. But. It's okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. I'm um with you. that's what happens though. And that's life. And you can either drown in it or you can just accept the way that things are, you know. And um I want to know from you specifically um, if you can pinpoint a specific situation in your life that this song is speaking to. Because I know you said about college, you know, and I know you're talking about um, just getting older and, you know, and growing up. But if you can pinpoint an exact moment on where you listen to the song that got you through it, like one moment. Okay, let's see. So right around the time I graduated from college, right before. So um, I was dealing with the relationship that I was in and had been in since, uh, I guess, since 97, 98. So as I'm graduating college a little bit later on, um, I'm trying to figure out where what what direction I want to go in in life? Like mm-hmm. what what do I want to do with this degree I'm about to get? And it's just all hitting me at at that time. You know, it's like a lot of college kids go through that. Like you don't really know. Like you've been in school for X amount of years, and you're like, okay, now what? Now what am I going to do? Because um, maybe that you know hundred thousand dollar a year job you thought you were going to get outside of college is not that's not there you know what I'm saying? no that's, that's that's not what happened <laughs> that's what they told you when you went in but when you're getting closer to graduation you realize that's probably that's not always the case so you know you're trying to figure that out and then i'm also trying to figure out what i'm going to do with this this i don't situationship i guess you can say because it i don't know it was just a mess um, but that doesn't mean I didn't have feelings involved with that. Of course. So you're dealing with that. You're dealing with what, what you want to do, where you want to move, you know, how you want to continue your life. And even though like now looking back when you're 21, 22 years old, you're like, you have your whole life ahead of you, but you don't think about that when you're 22. You're like, I have to make all these decisions now. I have to be this certain person now. I can't mess up. I have to be whatever. Because that's the expectations that people put on you. So you're just dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of stress. So that's, that's where I was when this album was coming out. And that's why I said it's like the soundtrack. Because um, the songs that she sang had something to do with almost everything that I, that I was dealing with. You know? Um, so, yeah. That's just that's where I was. Mm. The question that I have for you about this song is what is the part that makes you cry what Mm -hmm. what is the part that makes me cry yes i know there's there's a part out here in the streets right my my bad jay boogie (laughs) (laughs) 
what is this cry thing? I don't know her. All right, my man. <laughs> your eyes, your <laughs> eyes just sweat. Your eyes sweat. I get it. <laughs> um, the I don't know. Like the whole song itself. If I listen to the whole thing, and I really start thinking, like it, it can definitely make me emotional because when you make it make it personal and especially me when i think about the things that i've been through and listen to the words that she's saying and you know i keep going back to that part i wonder where the fire went what happened to everything we used to be like everything that i used to be where is that person at and i the fact that i have to keep reminding myself of that and she keeps singing that same I guess it's what hook or or the mm -hmm. chorus over again mm -hmm. and deep within my heart deep in my heart i know the answer it was in me and i made up my mind to define my own destiny like just the piano just her and she's like hits that high note like that takes me out takes me out i get it i get it i don't cry during this song i don't so that's, a shindo. that's what I, you say i don't cry you know yeah. I don't, anymore I don't. anymore, the, anymore. <laughs> yo i am i am a super virgo okay so let's just say that and leave it at that all right very very in touch with our feelings very, very, very so. But I don't cry anymore. No, fam. Uh -huh. I'm a cancer. We don't let people know. Ooh, ooh. People say we cry in a car. I don't cry in a car. I don't do that. I mm. might cry, but you ain't gonna know about it. That's I was all. about to say, just mad toxic traits all up in you. <laughs> <laughs> all up in your veins. I know about them. Yeah. I mean, there are several. There, there are several. Incredibly <laughs> toxic traits just running through your veins. So God help us all when you actually feel it's the end of the world, son. Ooh, I know. Man. I know. Watch out, man. I know, man. I know about y'all. I know about y'all. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was listening to this song today, it made me, it literally brought me back to all the the fucked up situations that I've been through. Uh, mainly with women. Mm -hmm. Not even with this uh, thing called life. Because, you know, the way I look at it is, um, you know, whenever I see the system trying to bring me down, I just slap them in the face mm -hmm. with my <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Okay, there you go. I bleep that part That's out. one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I mean, I that know. probably should happen more often. Yeah. I think we could get a lot of stuff done if y'all just whip it out and just slap people across the face. Yo, fail. Fantastic, <laughs> right? 
God, I lost my train of thought. But no, oh, there we go. I brought it back. <laughs> I brought it back. I brought it back, guys. We're getting emotional again. Sorry. No more uh, toxic jokes. Sorry, guys. Okay, okay. And, okay. It, and it made me uh, think about all the situations, right? Um, okay. And I remember uh, I thought about one moment where I was basically being led on. Whew, man. If you want to know about me, just literally listen to my beginning episodes and my old podcast. Literally, I'm <laughs> literally, going probably, to. I don't know literally about the probably old podcast, the last episode. Uh, God, that's so hard to find. I don't even know if they still up. No, it is, but uh, I don't bring that up no more because I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> well, you'll have to link me after this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just remember saying, with all the amount of if you my man, you do this, you know, I need this. I require this. And it just so happened to be things, you know, but what the hell was my uh, little young ass supposed to know? And I was just like, <laughs> and I just remember saying one time to a good friend of mine, I was like, you know what? If she was a man and I was a woman, they would call this an emotionally, verbally abusive relationship. Like, and I am done. And I am done. And I wasn't done. I wasn't done for about like six more months. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally the first uh memory that uh this song uh brought me back to. And then so okay. many others um where I was happy because I listened to my the way I digest music is in the car. So you never want to be on the road playing Lauren Hill or Drake. So much that I'ma call it anyway and say Fuck that nigga that you love so bad I know you still think about the times we had I say fuck that You know, never drink and drive, that's one And never play Lord Never drink and drive No, okay. don't drink and drive Do you drink and drive? Do you know what drink and driving is? I I don't know. Drake, Drake makes me that emotional. Well, well, Drake is like uh, our Mary J. Blige. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, is that is that really? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Drake is like Mary and Lauren. Right. So you don't want to put on my life and drive around. No. no I got no. you. Yeah. I so, got you. So take care. Don't play take care in the car. With in a, oh. in a car full of dudes. It's fucking, it's I, over. Really? Okay, okay. It's, it's literally over. Like all of a sudden you get the real thugs be like, man, I actually love that bitch. You know, just like, man, <laughs> 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 I actually love that bitch. You know that? That's the fucked okay. up part about it. Yeah. Never drink and drive. Cause then all of a sudden you'll just see dudes just getting their feelings out of nowhere. So yeah. Okay. Don't do that. That's man. good to know. Yeah, please okay. don't. And um, I appreciate Lauren because yeah, without Lauren, there would be no Drake. They, you don't you just love how people act like Drake invented this whole singing rapping thing when it was Lauren right. Hill. Lauren, let, let me tell you something about L Boogie. Oh, this oh. this is where it started. It is. Like it people, did. people know Lauren Hill, but I don't know how many people know L Boogie, but I'm not going to get into that. Ooh. We're talking about Lauren Hill, the solo artist. <laughs> I 
L Boogie, yo, you are a fan fan. Mr. L, won't you pull it straight to the head like the speed of a bullet? I feel it. I fuck with it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I fuck with it. Good job. This is this is good. Thank you, Jay Boogie. This one. I'm a fan, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And thank you for choosing this song. Whew. Yeah. You uh had a real nigga going through it for a minute, but we bounced back. <laughs> <laughs> we bounced back. Uh, if you could describe this work, this song, in three words, what would it be? Ooh. Three words. Raw. Emotional. Truth. Mm, beautiful. In my feelings, thank you so much for choosing this song. Yo, so now we're at the end of the breakdown. We go to my, what, is it my favorite segment? Yes, it is my favorite segment of the show. The Rotation, where I let the guests pick three songs that have been in constant rotation for them. I hope you weren't sweating over this list. I'm all, when it comes to music, I'm always sweating. Okay. Okay. So it's hard to pick, but I got you. All right. Go ahead. Give it to me. Song number one. <clears throat> song number one. We're going to go because I actually featured this song on my podcast. Because um, I kind of do features. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. Um, this is <laughs> this is uh I have to go with Jasmine Sullivan because she's dropping fire. She's hitting us with new singles and she's dropping a new album. I guess it's an album LP. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to download it and I'm going to stream it and I'm going to buy it if I have to. But this song is called um, uh, Pick Up Your Feelings. And <laughs> I'm sorry. We were just in our what? feelings for an entire breakdown. And now you'd be like, pick up your feelings. <laughs> Go I ahead. need you to come here right now. Do not forget, come here and pick those feelings up because, nah, All right. I don't need them. Funny how I finally flipped the script on ya When you the one who's double dipping, yeah You so sloppy how I caught you slipping up You're off the lease Run me my keys No more popping up the idiot I ain't even got the miles to trip on ya No phone Who is this? Brand new Like the whip Rack it up No assist May bitch I ain't average Wake up Need a zip Hennessy Take a sip my jeans, I'm too thick. I ain't got no home for extra baggage. Don't forget to come and pick up your feelings. Don't leave no pieces. You need to hurry and pick up your feelings. While I'm up cleaning, boy, please. I don't need it. Memories, all the shit, you can keep it. Forget to come and pick up your ooh, feelings. Don't leave no pieces. I'm trying to find a fuck to give for you. You ran out of chances.
Okay. And song number two. Okay. <clears throat> song number two that I've been jamming this week. Um, this is an older song, but it's a, a newer, older song, right? Uh -huh. It's from 2018. It's an artist that I love. Her name is Jay Nova, and the song is called Intuition. I spy with my third eye, someone trying to kill my vibe. Like you, we don't mention. No. Do what we do, no permission. Yeah. Just like in my vision. <laughs> I be chillin', blowin' smoke. Why Molly with the blow? Yeah. Why you in my zone? Yeah. Why you in my zone? I, I never run with the runway. I like to run in my own lane. Jay Nova's like I don't know if many people know who Jay Nova is. Never heard of her. She's a she's a an amazing artist. She's done background for like all your faves, but she also does skits. So she's gone viral for doing uh, Beyonce. She sounds just like Beyonce. Have you ever seen like the Christmas? She released this a couple of years ago at Christmas where Beyonce like introduced all these Christmas songs. Did you ever mm -hmm. see that? Mm -hmm. That's Jade. So she does oh. Tony Braxton. She does Erica Badu, Beyonce, Shakira, um, Christina Aguilera, Michelle uh, from Destiny's Child, Michelle Williams. So she's super talented. I've seen her live. Um, She's dope, but yeah, her debut album came out um, 2000, what did I say, 18, mm -hmm. um, I believe, and then she just released a new album this year, but I've, I, I love both of the albums, but I've been jamming Intuition pretty hard. Mm -hmm. All right. What you got for the last song? The last song, you know I had to do my girls. Uh-oh. I, Chloe... I cannot go, what, say it. Chloe and Hale, right? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna counsel you on your own show. Damn! <laughs> do not do that right. to my girls. Yeah, Chloe and Hallie. Um, again, they have a new album that just came out this year as well. But because 2020 has been such a crazy year, this this is my all-time favorite Chloe and Hallie song. It's called Down. And it's just dope. Like it's totally produced by Chloe who produces probably, I would say, 80% of their stuff solely. Yep. Um, and then she's always associate producer on everything else. But um, this, they probably wrote this when they were like, I don't know, 14 or 13 years old, something like that, crazy like that, even though it was released in 2018, when they were like, I don't know, maybe 18 or 19. But um, they're dope. And this song just sums up to me, 2020 like let's just slow it down give me a minute let me breathe it's too much stuff happening <laughs> like just give me a minute mm -hmm. so i have to i have to end it with my girls all right because we started with down so we end with down yeah did you really mm -hmm. yes. yes okay okay we, yeah. we're friends again we're yeah friends again. we're friends we're cool now okay i just want to lay around and daisies can't we Take a day just to be lazy, just.
viral, you know, um, mm-hmm. before this whole Beyonce thing became a thing, you know. Right. I, I remember. I remember these little girls, and now look at them. Well, fun fact: I didn't. Uh-oh. I didn't know who they were back then. Really? I was going through a time where I was not listening to new music. I wasn't even. I wasn't on YouTube. I wasn't on the internet. I was just in my bubble of listening to. 90s R&B and I just so happened when I started listening to music current music again I found them Mm. and it was over so right at 2018 right like two days before they released their album in March is when I when I discovered them and it's been a wrap ever since all right I like it so before we go I do have one question um as a piece of advice that you could impart on me. Cause um, it feels like every time I have a damn podcaster on the show, they keep telling me that I'm young. (laughs) 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 And and, um, right now I'm feeling um, one thing is coming true that a lot of people have been telling me about. And uh, I don't know if you feel this way, but they say that your late twenties, uh basically sucks in a sense you know like you're like now you're really going through it and you're figuring it out right now you know on who you're going to be moving forward like it's becoming more solidified so what is the advice that you have for a young cub for me as i move <laughs> young cub. yeah as i move through these that's what, what my uh cougars used to call me um oh you had cougars <laughs> I mean, okay, we'll talk offline. We'll talk yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you could have anything okay. for Mr. Douglas, what would that be? I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. Do not put too much pressure on yourself for going into your 30s. Mm-hmm. A lot of us put all this pressure on us because we feel like the 20s maybe were, was the time we were supposed to have everything, you know, start to figure things out. So when you hit 30, you're supposed to know. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that that's not always true. When you put so much pressure on yourself, that's when the failure happens unnecessarily. Do not, do not conform to what other people, what you may think other people want from you. You have to do what's best for you. So whenever you figure it out, you're going to figure it out. Don't let some age determine where you're supposed to be. So you're fine. You're 29. If you're 32, if you're 35, like you'll find your way when it's time for you to find your way. So don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Thanks, Aunt Jay Boogie. Okay, don't, no. We're no. not doing the aunt. Okay. How many times, <laughs> do I have to keep correcting you through the whole episode? <laughs> what? You act like my name is Bertha or something. We're not doing that. I just... <laughs> I just appreciate the rapport that we have. That's oh, all. Uh, we're going to no? fix that a little okay. bit. Sorry. Let me be a cousin. Can I be a cousin? Okay. I'm not going to be an aunt. All right. Okay. All right. We can be a cousin. Okay. Yeah. That works. Be. It's, I, I, I just always joke around because I'm always the youngest everywhere yeah. I go. Uh, literally. <laughs> every, everywhere. School, I was the youngest kid in class. Okay. Work, I was the youngest kid. Like I had a coworker who was like 44 and I was like 24 and it would just be us two. And I called him uncle grandpa, you know, cause I was like, oh. he's, he's old enough to be my uncle, but he talks like my grandpa, you know, it was, it was a fun joke. 
But uh, thank you, cousin Jay Boogie. <laughs> All right, that works. That works. I'm sorry, so you did like that. Thank but no, you, cousin <laughs> Doug, my little cousin. That's oh. my little cousin over there. <laughs> yes, yes, the the one who talks uh, way too much shit. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I know, I know, man. I know, I know who I am. Um, I know that part at least. But um, no, nah, seriously, man, I appreciate you for being on the show. Shit was dope, man. It was fun. Shit was dope for dope. Literally. Like, Good. we talked some HBCU. We talked some heartbreak. We talked real life. We talked some Lauren. You know, we talked some blackness. Yep. You know? Yep. I fuck with this. Before we go, give them all your socials and where they can find you. All right. Again, everybody, you can find me everything at um, Jay's quick three pod.com js quick the number three pod pod.com um you can follow me if you don't want to go there that's fine but you can follow me on twitter <laughs> at jbook for show that's just my personal twitter page jboog the number four sho on twitter and then the show has a page on um instagram ig um, it is Jay's Quick Three, all all one word. JS Quick, the number three. So I don't do a lot of social media, so it's just those two options, and then you can go to my website. You don't do yeah, social media because you niggas is corny and fake. That part. My bad. Uh, if y'all want to jump in my DMs, I'll entertain. Hey, ow, ow. All right, yo, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> this, please check out her show. I like it. I'm a fan. Um, oh. I am a fan. I listen. I do my research all day, so okay. I'm not just going to be one of these podcasters that just, you know, say, yo, let's collab, let's link. But we never, like, actually listen to the shit. You know? Your show is dope, too, by the way. I want to say on air. Your show is dope, and for you, and I don't mean to keep bringing up your age, but for you, too, I, I really appreciate um I would say younger people that have an appreciation for like the history of music. And it's so dope. The knowledge that you have and the way you break things down is is amazing. So well, keep now, up the good work. Now we're crying. This is the part of the song where I'm crying. So thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much. Peace love. My name is Doug.